0: welcome to the police fit podcast where applicants and serving officers can learn how to smash their fitness test and regain their health with over 11 years experience in the fitness industry and 17 years service in the military and as a first responder your host brad williams shares his experience and expertise in helping applicants get their dream job and serving members regain their health Learn how to increase your health and fitness with actionable steps for first responders by a first responder. So please enjoy this episode of the Police Fit Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Firstly, thanks to those who have submitted questions. I sent you a message on Facebook with your discount link to the Armoury. Um, firstly, I'll, I'll try not to cough, but if I do cough, uh, my kids are something on to me like uh, like everyone else's kids, they just love to pass it around. Um, so I have got a bit of a cough at the moment. So I'll try and mute the uh, microphone if I, if I feel one coming up. <laughs> um, the first question is from Nat- Natalia. Tips on how to train the week of or before your physical test to avoid fatigue. Now, <clears throat> I've covered this in detail. I do have a YouTube clip called week of your fitness test. So I will drop that in the show notes below. Um, I basically lay out your whole week, how you should train for the week leading up to your fitness test, what you should be doing the day of your fitness test, and just some suggestions around nutrition for the day, the night before and the day of your fitness test. So I'll drop that in the show notes below. Um, Next one's from Brayden what are your sorry what are the fitness requirements like in the academy types of drills or routines etc now what i'll do is i'll talk on just generally speaking um if if you can find someone that's just been through your specific academy you're going to be going through and have a chat to them because i'll have a better idea um of specifically for your academy um but basically every every Academy is going to be slightly different, but similar in the same way. Now, in general, the majority of the the focus training will be circuit and cardio based work. Like very rarely will they get you to go in there and do a run one rep max deadlift or anything like that. It should be you know um, it, it will be generally that that circuit um, circuit focused training. Generally, it should be majority team building based or team building type of circuit workout. Um, th- there will be some. There will be some runs. You know, some some academies are heavy on the runs. Um, but again, focusing on that team environment, um, there should be should be running as a group. Uh, it just reminds me. I I used to instruct on um, military um, recruit courses, and one of the first sessions I used to do. So we get we they get split up, and we'd have our own section of you know eight to ten eight to ten troops to instruct. And one of the first sessions I would do was if we had say eight people in the group, as as a group, as a team, the fitness session was it'd be sixteen laps of the oval, so they each so it worked out to be two two laps of the oval each. And then there was like they had to do a thousand sit-ups between them, a thousand push-ups, a thousand squats, a thousand lunges. Um, I think that was about it. So on its own, if you were to look at that, it's not, it's, it's a decent session, but it's not nothing too crazy, but what it would do, it would make them work as a team. And really quickly, I could pick out those that would rely on other team members to do the work. And it would also point out the people that, you know, would, were willing to step up and do the work for others, um, Yeah, it was a really good session. I used to do it all the time. And it was um it really pointed out the lazy people in the section and who I had to really, really keep an eye on. Um yeah, so the the other thing that was a good session. I I used to enjoy that one. Um the main the main things I will be focusing on going into a recruit course is your cardio and cardio endurance and muscular endurance, repetitions with weight. So think about like circuit type work and body weight endurance. So with your training, like leading up to it, make sure you still have a focus on your strength um, as you just wanna make sure you are still strong as there is gonna be be hands hands on drills, body drags, etc. cetera. Um, so you still wanna make sure you've got a fairly decent level of strength going into it. Um, I'll I'll be following a program with a good strength and conditioning base with specific cardio days and also an emphasis on body weight movements is your best bet. Um, Just to make sure you're to the academy in the best possible shape. Um, Now, no surprises here, that's exactly how we run our recruit training programs. Um, Just a heavy emphasis on strength and conditioning um, with specific cardio days as well. And there's a few benefits to Heading into a recruit course in the best possible shape, and I think a lot of people don't think about this. They just think about passing the fitness test as it is. But the first one is you you won't you won't dread your PT sessions. Instead, you'll look forward to them. Secondly, you'll have you have one less thing to worry about. So, being your fitness and anything ongoing fitness. Um, and the third thing is you'll, you'll massively reduce your risk of injury. So over the years, I've instructed on several military recruit courses. And what I saw was those who were just passing their fitness tests, basically on day one, who would run a fitness test. Um, They're at much higher risk of injury um, when the work got a bit tough. And it used to get real tough. So those people that I saw on that first day of the fitness test, they were just struggling or they were just kind of passing. Um, generally, they had a higher risk of injury. So Those are three benefits there of just being in the best possible shape before you go into your academy. Um, One, you won't dread your PT sessions, you'll enjoy them. Uh, Two, you'll have one less thing to worry about. Um, And three, you'll massively reduce your risk of injury. So next question is from Joshua. What's the best way to focus on cardio, like workout wise and diet wise? specifically looking at the beep test or shuttle run and five kilometre run. Um, Both these I've spoken to, spoken about in detail. I will drop a link in the show notes below. Um, One is called the beep test podcast. Um, And on this, basically, I suggest training, how to train for the beep test and five kilometre simultaneously. Um, And also I'll chuck some, chuck a link on the notes, show notes about, um our nutrition essentials booklet and also our healthy habits program that we run with our clients, but i will I will touch on them um just quickly also. So basically the B test and the five k run. So this is exactly these obviously the sessions change a little bit. This is basically exactly how we lay out our program for our applicants. We do three days cardio. One day will be a short interval interval work, say ten by one hundred meters at ninety percent. Uh, day two will be longer interval work, say six by 400 meters at 90% with a one-to-one rest ratio. So say, say it takes two minutes to do your 400 meters, then rest for two minutes, basically. That, that's a one-to-one rest ratio. Um, and then on the third day, we do like a longer slow zone two run, which is about that 70% of your max heart rate, just a nice steady run. Um this is So this is the exact type of running we get our clients to do with that short media, short interval day, longer interval day, and then a longer slow run. And basically, our, our clients are achieving amazing results, which if, if you've been in the groups, you've seen the post we put up, um, they're smashing it. So with the, with the beef test, there's also a lot of muscular endurance involved, which I think a lot of people forget about. So think about that starting, stopping, turning. So you, you're taking off, there's that power in your muscles to take off. And then slowing down use a lot of power in your muscles to slow down and then turning so it's, it's not just it's not just that repetition of going for a run you also need to train those other aspects of it um so there there is like there is a lot of a lot of muscular endurance involved so making sure that you are following a structured resistance training program alongside your running so it's not enough just to do the running right? you need to make sure you're doing some resistance training whether it's bodyweight work going to the gym etc but make sure you are following a structured resistance training program alongside your running. Um, for our nutrition, we focus on building habits. Um, if you can follow a healthy habit plan, this is this is what's gonna help you a lot with your training recovery and allow you to train harder and longer. Um, you know, it's pretty much train, recover, train, recover, train, recover. It just keeps cycling through like that. Um, so like a lot, a lot of clients, as you could understand, will be like, they'd be on a weight loss journey as well as training for the police. Um, you know, so we don't, we don't specifically focus on, on weight loss as such in our, in our program. Um, it, it is a side, it, it is a side of it. It's, a, it's hard to explain because we don't, I don't, we don't promote it as a weight loss program, but if you have weight to lose, you will lose weight. If that makes sense. Um, basically our training is very much, we train and eat for performance And the rest takes care of itself. So if you're doing this, if you're training for performance, eating for performance, you will lose weight along the way. Um, You know, it's not like one of those weight, you know, the weight loss programs you see. You know, where people are eating, you know, fucking 1,200 calories and doing whatever they're doing. You know, eating water and drinking salad. (laughs) But um, it's not, it's not one of those programs. It's not what we focus on. We focus on training performance and recovery and the correct nutrition and basically whatever weight you have to lose you will lose it that's how that's how it works in our program um so the, the things we focus on or the habits we focus on is just protein at every meal greens at every meal of it salad or veggies um now when i say every meal if you want to skip a meal say breakfast that's that's totally fine um you know one of those greens can be also a a greens powder supplement um that's fine also and same as a protein you know, it can, it can be a shake if you want. I'm um, very flexible with that. It's just one of those things. just want to make sure we're getting our protein and greens in. Um, I don't really cover carbohydrates. Um, you know, we we, do, we consume them, we'll eat them, um, but it's not a, you know, it's the thing about building long-term sustainable habits is they need to be simple and effective. Okay. And these these habits we talk about here are simple and effective. Now, there's a million different things you could throw in there for your nutrition. You know, um, heaps of things you could add in there that it's going to make it optimal. But you know, when you add in too many things, it, it makes it hard to follow. So you can still in our in our program, clients are still eating carbohydrates. It's just not something we focus on and not something we track. Um, but they're still eating it. So when I when I say these habits, it doesn't mean these habits are all you're going to eat and all you're going to drink. Um, You can eat and drink other things, but it's just, this is what we're focusing on, the the big things that are gonna gonna shift us in the right direction. So protein at every meal, greens at every meal, 0.033 liters per kilogram of body weight. So if you're 100 kilos, it's 3.3 liters per day. Um, The easiest way to do this is whatever your body weight is in kilos, uh, times that by 0.033 and that will give your liters in you need to drink per day. So make sure you go 0.033, don't go 0.33. I had a client recently do this and he's like, hey man, I just don't think I'm gonna be able to drink 33 liters of water a day. (laughs) So right. So do the math properly, 0.033 liters. Um, The other thing we focus on is no sugar in your coffee and tea, no soft drink, no alcohol. So I'll just emphasize on these a bit. So no sugar in the coffee or tea. If you're someone that has sugar, you know, two sugars in your coffee or tea every single day, what you want to do is you can either go cold turkey, if that's you, if not, you can reduce it, use reduction method. So so say having two coffee, uh, two sugars in your coffee, drop it down to one, you know, for a week or two, then drop it down to a half for a week or two, and then um, get rid of it. So What you can do is also you can reduce, replace, and then eliminate. So reduce it like that. Then you can replace it with like a sweetener, all right? And then what you can do is just get rid of it completely. Um, Same as soft drink. You know, if you're someone that has three cans of Coke per day, you know, reduce it down to two cans of Coke, reduce it down to one can of Coke, reduce it down to a sugar-free Coke, and then reduce it down to nothing. Um, with alcohol, so, um, we say no alcohol, what we want to do is I, I like, I'll, I'll, have a drink at events. If I have an event on like a barbecue birthday party, etc., I'll have a drink. Um, what, what I, what I want people to do is move away from that Friday night drink. So why are you drinking? Oh, cause it's a Friday night and I've finished work for the week. We want to want to get away from that. We just want to, you know, if if you don't drink at all, that's fine. Um, but what what I do and what I recommend people do that do drink is just drink at events. So, um, you know, rather than drinking every Friday Saturday night because Friday Saturday night, um, you know, make sure it's an event or like if I'm having a date night with Loz, we might have a couple of drinks. Um, but we're, I'm definitely not drinking on Friday because it's Friday, that kind of thing. If you do you now, in saying that, if you do have a real specific goal, like you, you you have your fitness test coming up and you're you're still struggling, and you know, remember, alcohol is going to impact your recovery. So we spoke talk about before with that train, recover, train, recover. Alcohol is going to have a big impact on your recovery. So if you're kind of at that edge of you know not passing your fitness test or still struggling to achieve those results. Then you need to make a decision and just cut alcohol out completely, you know, and really, really dial in your nutrition. So, generally, for my nutrition, I'll try and keep about that 85, 90 to 95% on on track, um, you know. And, but if, you know, if you've got an event an event coming up, then, then you know, it needs to be 100% um, if you're not where you need to be. Um, one of my best mates, Mitchy Boy, um competing in a jiu jitsu competition today, and he dropped down to, the weight, I want to say the weight class below him, but, um, you know, at, at a, at a much lighter weight than he generally rolls around at. So for the past, however long it's been, he's been a hundred percent on his nutrition, weighing everything, you know, and that, and that's not something he normally does. He doesn't live like that. You know, he, he lives a really healthy lifestyle, but you know, to get to that next level, to compete at the level he wants to compete at, that's something he had to do. So he understands that. So he put in the work, so have that, um, Make that decision. Okay, where are you? Where do you want to be? What do you need to do to get to that position? Is it one hundred percent your nutrition? Is that what you need to focus on? Then focus on that. So I talk about, you know, no alcohol. I'm pretty lax with that stuff for myself. Um, you know, but if I do have an event coming up, you know, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm not having any alcohol. Um, you know, and even then, if I do drink, as I said before, it's only at events. I don't don't drink on a Friday night because it's Friday night kind of thing. Um, so so with all these things above, track it. Track it with a check sheet. Um, This is exactly how we run our nutrition in our program. Um, You know, clients also have access to calorie controlled meal plans if they want to go down that path. Um, But generally the habits Habits program is what we run and what we get the most results out of. Um, You know, if they're on our one-to-one program and it's program ones, we run two different one-to-one coaching programs, program one and program two. If it's on program one, they'll track their nutrition accountability with a coach inside the app. If it's on program two, uh, they're still running it through the app, but they self-track it. Um, and if you if you're in the army, which is our membership site, um, which are PDF programs, there's the habits program in there that is also self-track with it with a with a check sheet. So it's all about accountability with these things, you know. If you can keep yourself accountable, um, then that's fine. Like I'm the type of person that can keep myself accountable. Um, I do hire coaches from time to time to get me to that next level. Um, But, you know, if you're one of those people that can keep yourself accountable, that's great. Um, You know, and then if you do want some coaching alongside of that, um, you know, I can show you what what would be the best for you. But, you know, understand that if you are someone that needs that accountability, you need someone there pushing you, make sure you stay on track. Just understand that's the type of person you are. Make sure you're you're seeking help in line with that. Um, The biggest thing is do not overcomplicate it. I spoke before, like I'm not, I don't talk about carbohydrates in there. I don't talk about fats, etc. because as soon as you, you start to do too many things at once, you do nothing. Okay. So don't overcomplicate it. If you make sure you're sticking to those habits and not eating shit, then you will recover well and you'll get results. So something, something i done a while ago um, with my nutrition was I shifted my mindset to what, what is food and what, what is not food. Um, so biggest thing is just because you eat something doesn't mean it's food. All right. Um, so you are thinking about like chocolate, ice cream, chips, etc. All of that junk shit in my mind. It's not food, okay? So when I'm hungry or I need to eat something to fuel my body, I'll only put food in it. So I'll still eat chocolate. I'll still eat ice cream, etc. But I understand that it's it's a treat, and I'll never eat it because I'm hungry or think of it as food. Um, and if you follow if you follow the habits above and you stay away from that junk, you will get results, one hundred percent. Um, I, I, know, I know this because I said like before, it's exactly how we, we've been doing our training for our one to one clients. You know, all of our clients get access to all this training. Um, and we've done it for the last five and a half years, and it works. You know, if you do something for five and a half years and you, you've been getting results for five and a half years, and there's a pretty good, pretty good fucking chance that that's all the evidence you need that it works. Okay. So, um, it does work. If you need help with it, let me know. Um, as I said before, I'll drop in the show notes. Basically, how how to run the Nutrition Essentials booklet, and I talk about the habits in there, and then also a link to our Nutrition Essentials booklet um, will be available in the show notes below. Um, last one's from Joshua. Uh, sorry, the scroll too far. <laughs> Key tips to master the plank. All right, so the the plank is um, I fucking hate doing planks. <laughs> I did them I did them the other day for the first time in a while. Just been doing other training, but yeah, they were they were difficult, and I and I'm quite. Got quite a good core, and even then they were pretty difficult. because I haven't done them in so long. So it's something that you need to do continually. Um, you know, same as like push-ups. You can do bench press till the cows come home, and then you try and do a push-up, and you fucking suck at them. Um, vice versa, you can do push-ups till the cow comes home, and you do bench press, and you might be okay at it. But you know, you know, it's one of those things you need to train. Um, like any any body mate, any body weight movement really. Um, one thing. One thing I see a lot of is people dipping at the hips or pushing up at the hips. You wanna keep a straight line basically through your body. So think about shoulders, hips, um, heels. Um, to do this, focus on pulling your pulling your belly button to your spine. So this is something I also do when I'm running. Um, I pull my belly button to my spine and it keeps me in that upright position. Um, another thing I do also when I'm doing the plank is I keep my thighs and my groin tight, but not tense. Okay, so think about keeping it tight and not tense. Um, This is also recommended for push-ups to create that tension. So I see a lot of people doing their push-ups and and what I'll see is their their hips or their lower back dipping or arching. So what you want to do is pull that belly button to that spine, keep that nice straight line, shoulders, hips, heels. Um, The other thing is to breathe. Make sure you're breathing. Um, and, And be be tight, but not tense. So I know it's probably a bit, a bit difficult because there is a very, very fine line there, but you know, if you can make sure you're tight, but not tense, that will reduce that, that that shaking you get. And also breathe, like just, just breathe, breathe through it. Okay. So I sound like I'm giving a fucking birthing class here. All right. So just breathe, breathe through. And so I don't like, I don't, I don't, to all the ladies out there, I don't want to, I don't want to compare doing a plank to giving childbirth because it is fucking horrendous um but, but yeah so um, so just one thing so just keep that you know keep that keep that body straight and in line and it's something you need to continually do over and over. Um, you know if you struggle if you're struggling with um, with planks just do do planks every two to three days do four sets of say 30 seconds every two to three days and then the next week, do 40 seconds next week, do 50 seconds next week, do a minute, and then keep building up till you can do like two two to three minutes pretty solidly. So that way when you when you go into your fitness test, you'll smash it. And then also as I spoke about before, when you go into your your recruit train through your academy, they'll get you to do planks, they love it. Um, and you'll smash out those planks, no dramas at all. So I hope that helps for those people. Keep an eye on your inbox, I'll, I'll shoot you through the discount link to the Armory. Thanks again for all your questions. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Police Fit Podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you to do what everyone else asks you to do as well. Can you please subscribe, like, and share the podcast? The more people we can get it in front of, the more people we can help. Now, on that too, if you've got any questions at all, please shoot me a message on Facebook. I'll cover it off in the podcast. I'll give you the most amount of information that I can. And please, if you need help with your fitness training mindset, anything, please reach out and ask me. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you out. You just need to ask. Thanks, guys.